So you finish, you get a B plus. What year is this? This was 1996. Um, and then now what? Where you, where you looking at going to university? Uh, mean, so we were waiting for placements, but I scored too low for architecture. Yo. Yeah, locally. So I, by that you're talking about University of Nairobi. Uh, Jake Watt at the time mm-hmm. uh, was the main was the main school for architecture. A B plus was too low at the time. Yeah, wow. I didn't I didn't make the cut to despite to, the fact that you had an A in in drawing and design, but I performed poorly. So on average, I scored a B plus. There were subjects I scored Ds. Yeah, physics, for instance, mm. which was a critical subject for architecture. I get so. Um, I scored a D plus in physics, uh, my worst uh, subject mm. uh, in terms of grades. Uh, and you know, that's funny to me because of what happened later in, in, <laughs> in college. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I didn't make it. Uh, but you know, you wait, you wait almost a year to, to find out where you're getting placed. You know, in those days, after you finish high school, mm. you have sort of one year before uh, your assignments are given in terms of what university you made it into, mm. right? So during that year, I did the usual thing. I took computer classes, Microsoft Word, mm. got certificates and Excel and blah, blah, blah. Driving school. I, I got, actually I got my license before the, the end of that year, 1997, February, I think mm. is when I got my DL. So I became my my parents chauffeur mm. immediately uh, you know back then folks wouldn't let you just sit in the house idle you had to do something yep uh, if you don't want to be in school uh, go to the shamba you know go here go there uh, run errands and then at some point i became uh, an operations manager for my mom's newly formed clearing and forwarding company <laughs> Uh, she finally left employment and started her own logistics company mm. called Destiny Cargo Handling. And um, I was her chauffeur. Uh, I was her typist. You were the delivery boy? Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was everything. So I made her give me a formal title. Uh, she paid me 7,000 bobs a month. Nice. And, uh, and made me a business card that says operations manager. <laughs> <laughs> Your first job. <laughs> My first job, yeah. So that's what I did. Uh, for most of, of, of that gap period. Which, which, let me say, is wonderful because that gap period can destroy people's destiny or delay yeah. people's destiny. Some of the choices that you can make within that gap here is where drugs come in, is where alcohol is, uh, uh, introduction to alcohol comes in, it's where uh, sexuality comes in. So, using that gap here the devil's mind an idol mind is the devil's workshop using that using the way you use that gap here do you do you honestly feel like it helped you yeah absolutely i mean i learned things about business dealing with government oh uh, nice clearing and forwarding nuts man uh, it's yeah it was baptism by fire <laughs> uh i was learning a lot and i, I always had a streak for entrepreneurship um even when I didn't really understand what it was because during that same period of time, a good friend of mine, used to be my best friend at the time, a guy called Brian Moravi, mm. also uh, ex-Alliance. We met at the Alliance High School. 
And like myself, he also, he also joined after everyone else. I think he came from Strath or some, something like that. Mm. Um, um, Brian Muraidi had, uh, had an aunt who would import products from the US and would sell them locally. Mm. And, and one day he says to me, hey, listen, man, I'm selling these perfumes, colognes, you know, these high-end colognes, Fahrenheit, cool waters, name them. Uh, my aunt gives them to me on consignment, so she lets me have as many as I want. I flog them. They used to go for 2,500 bob a piece. And, and uh, she would, she said, just get me 2,500. I'll give you a 300 bob commission on each one. If you sell over and above the two five, whatever that is, that's you yours. Keep it, yeah. But bring me my two five. And so, you know, I, I thought that was interesting because I, like every guy my age at the time, it was important that you smelled good. Mm. So I wanted I wanted access to good quality uh, cologne for cheap because normally they would retail for like five six k, mm. mm. and, and yet she was offering them for us to sell at two five. You know, so I saw immediately an opportunity to make money. Yep. And because uh, when you sell them at four, you're still selling below market price yeah. and making a one-five profit. Easy, easy. Those one cool waters used to sell for like six k. I used to sell it for five. Ooh. And my dad was my biggest customer. He'd buy like five, of, five, <laughs> five of them at the same time. Uh, cousins, friends. You know. I go to parties and 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 uh, nyamachomas on weekends. I'd always have my bag of cologne. Yeah. Eventually, guys started to know. Oh, if you want cologne, call Solo. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I was making hundred percent margin because uh, we're we're giving Brian's uh, aunt, you know. Yeah. Uh, so you weren't splitting with Brian. No, Bri Every, Brian. Brian, even him, you're selling on his own. Yeah, Brian. So also Brian sold just gave you own. access to. Yes, he gave me the hookup to his aunt's uh, uh -huh. connect. And basically what she used to do, she would buy them uh, as rejects from the U.S. Uh -huh. Factory rejects. You know, there's a small defect in the packaging, yeah, yep. this, that or the other. And she'd get them for dirt cheap and then sell them here. And, and, and that created the opportunity. And I saved, I saved uh, quite a bit of money. Uh, back then, I remember every time I got to, I forget what the exchange, well, I think it was like 65 shillings to the dollar or something. Every time I had 7K saved up, I would go buy a hundred dollars. What? Yeah, hundred dollars. I used to save in in, in, in dollars, dollars. <laughs> and stack them in my drawer. And you know, I had a, I was head over heels in love with this this uh, this girl I had met while still in high school called Dorothy. Um, I like how you haven't given us a second name, which is okay. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, Do Do Dorothy Shikumo uh, was her name, and um, she had just left. Uh, for school in Cape Town mm. and I was sick man I was like I have to see that Chile I'm gonna marry that girl I used to tell my parents and they look at me like I was crazy throw <laughs> with this kid like get serious with life and I remember asking them um, I want to go visit Dorothy in Cape Town uh, mind you I've never left Kenya my whole life and I'm, and I'm asking them to buy me a ticket to go to Cape Town. They look at me like, Is it, what's this kid been smoking? Like, are you crazy? I almost got backhanded. And uh, I was like, sour. So I'd save, I'd save. So one day I, uh, I had enough to buy a ticket, return ticket to Cape Town. Um, sorry, it was Pretoria. Mm. 
because uh, she was going to be on holiday from Cape Town, so she was staying with relatives. And I went and bought my, my ticket. Uh, and I got home and I, and I slapped the ticket on the coffee table. Bah! And I said, I'm leaving for, Cape, uh, for, for, for Pretoria. Pretoria next Tuesday. And they were in shock. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Uh, who gave you the ticket? What's going on? I, like, I told you guys I want to go visit Dorothy. So I saved, I've been selling perfumes. It's my own money. Uh, my mom was pissed. I don't even remember what she said. Uh, my dad was interestingly quiet. <laughs> uh, and he dropped me off to the airport and, and gave me a, a ton of cash as pocket money. I think he was secretly proud of me. Uh, and so that's how I left Kenya for the first time. No was way! To, <laughs> so you went? To go, yeah, <laughs> went to visit my girlfriend. Uh, and uh, I convinced my mom, I brought her over to my side and convinced her, you know, I can go buy you a, a computer for the office because you desperately need one. You can't be using typewriters in this day and age. So, you know, we made it a, a, an office shopping visit as well. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I, you know, I left Kenya for the first time. And that, that's really when my, my entrepreneurial muscles started wow. getting built. Yeah. <laughs> okay, dude, I have so many questions about this period, even before you go to, you, before you go to university. Yeah. So first and foremost, when you're selling sales, mm -hmm. sales is a skill. For you to, it, it, like, this is the first time you're in sales. Yeah. This is not um, working for your mom where you're, there's already buyers for the products you're literally just in logistics ensuring that the clearing happens and the delivery yeah, is the right technical person. stuff yeah. yeah so this is now what did you learn that you still apply from that time selling perfumes means you talk to strangers it means just explain to me about your sales yeah i mean genesis at the time honestly i i hardly ever dealt with strangers really uh, i only sold to people that were known to me or mm. people who had a pre-existing relationship with me uh, you know, at, at most, they were friends of my friends. So mm. it was still a warm lead, you know, it wasn't a cold engagement. But I learned how to negotiate. I learned how to manage my stock. I learned how to save. Mm -mm. Yeah, I mean, I was living in, in my parents' home still. I had zero expenses. My dad was very generous with pocket money. I never wanted for anything. Mm. In fact, there was a period of time both my sisters and I would reject money from my dad because he just you know here's your pocket money for this week and be like dad you gave us so much last week we haven't even spent it you keep it yeah so you know i learned how to save uh, and and you know buying that first ticket for me to be able to say my first trip out of kenya my first flight was a ticket I bought on my own. That did all sorts of things to me on the inside. I can't even describe. And I think I think it's important for every human being to have that opportunity. So I, I learned a lot uh, during that process. What? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then SA, how long were you in SA for? I was in SA for about a week and a half or so, uh -huh. um, which had its own drama because my girlfriend's parents uh, wanted me to have nothing to do with their daughter and in my in my foolish enthusiasm my naive enthusiasm when my parents finally felt okay about me going since I had the ticket anyway I went and told uh, 
I remember I sent Dorothy's uh, sister to go and tell the parents, you know, I'm going to SA, if you want to send me anything for Dorothy, I'm happy to transport uh, with me. Ooh, so and nice and naive. <laughs> the drama, my God. Uh, I was threatened with arrest as soon as I got to the airport. Uh, and it wasn't empty threats, you know, she, she was, the, the, the relatives she was living with uh, were the personal uh, assistant to the Kenyan ambassador mm. in South Africa. So, you know, it wasn't an empty threat. They had the wherewithal and the means uh, <laughs> to make good on that threat. And I was so depressed. And I remember walking back home, I actually got summoned uh, to, to Dorothy's house. I'm not even sure she knows this story. I got summoned, I was told, um, Edith was her name, Dorothy's younger sister, came home and said, I told, I told my parents, they want you to come over uh, this evening. So I figured, great, I'm gonna go collect <laughs> whatever the, <laughs> the packages. <laughs> I know, so I, I get there and I walked into the living room and there was, uh, there was Dorothy's uh, father and mother who knew me. I mean, I was always at the house. Mm. In fact, uh, the reason I knew Dorothy is because one of her older cousins was dating one of my older cousins. Mm and they had a child together. Mm. So the families were not strangers to each other. Yep. And uh, there were her parents and I think two or three of her aunties. Um, mom, I think her mom's sisters, mm. if, if my memory serves me right. And I remember I knew things were thick when I said hello to everyone in the living room and the door was locked behind me and someone put the key in their pocket. Yo. I was like, what is going on here?